This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas is about to hand out show fines. We have a show meeting each and every day at yeah. 12 noon. When you're late for team meetings, there's going to be some consequences and repercussions around here. Yes, it is. So there are a couple of people with Charmaine Nameless, Shannon Finn, our producer. Huh? Shannon's been late not once but twice. What? So we've already instituted, according to Harry Douglas, that every minute you're late, it's a $10 fine. I'm not letting one more person off the hook. The standard will be the standard no matter what. Big guys need loving, too. Then we did it in the shower. <laughs> because we do not mind when big people achieve on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance. I know, I know it was Devin. I know it was Devin Kane. He no, it better. wasn't. No, it oh, was it wasn't Devin? Mark Morales is the villain in this piece. Oh, no neck, Mark. I'm going to get hey, you. No Pause. Name calling. Are we doing Pause. that again? Pause. Pause. Please. Mark, are you going to stand for this malfeasance from Harry Douglas? I know. I know. I Mark, guess I just have to I'm on your one. side. I picked your team to win the AFC East. Yes, he did. You picked the J-E-T-S. We're supposed Jets, to be Jets, Jets. on the same team, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, 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 but you engaged in name calling. I think that has gone out the window. No, but look, like, hey, we all have thick skin. We can call each other names. Trust me, I'm not going to get salty. Mark, you definitely better not get salty because that's what we do to one another. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all love. The it's names love. I call my friends on a regular basis, when me and my brother have a conversation. I can the, only imagine. The things we call each other, and it's like normal. People walking by, if we're together, they're walking by, we're talking to each other a certain way. Right. They're probably looking like they hate each other don't like each other no that's just how we talk to one another my god well i guess he kind of softened the salty there mark when it came to the name calling so i can't argue that when it comes to harry douglas we're going to give you our bold week one nfl predictions we want to hear yours at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 nfl schedule starts tonight you got the detroit lions at the chiefs of kansas city we still know travis kelsey is going to play the future hall of fame tight end they say he's a game time decision but give us your bold week one nfl predictions at 888-729-3776 harry the floor is yours first since you believe in name calling and you like those kind of things so i'm going to get out of your way when it comes to that <laughs> we got a nice slate of week one games i know everybody's talking about the jets versus buffalo on monday night got the cowboys versus the New York Giants on Sunday night. We got tonight with Kansas City and Detroit. But give me a bold week one prediction that people may look at you and say, eh, that's bold. I may have to rock with Harry on that one. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the San Francisco 49ers in week one. Okay. When I look at the track record of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you look at last year, second Joe Burrow seven times, creating five turnovers the year before, beating Josh Allen, and now they're going to have the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy and company. This team is fully healthy, and when you have dynamic playmakers like T.J. Watt, Fitzpatrick, guys who can change the game in the, in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. I'm rocking with them. Also, okay. I believe in Mike Tomlin. If that offensive line of Pittsburgh, who now has a guy named Isaac Samello, who came from the Philadelphia Eagles, who understands winning, who understands what the standard is because he came from the best offensive line in the National Football League, I, I'll take my chances. Plus, Kenny Pickett. You talk about feeling comfortable, decisive with the football. I have a feeling that Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, they're going to get the ball out quick. They're going to run screens. They're going to run the quick game. They may go a little no huddle. They may go a little tempo to negate the the pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers. So that's why I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers over them in week one. Okay, Justin and Phoenix wants to weigh with this NFL week one bold prediction. At triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Justin and Phoenix, give us your week one NFL bowl prediction and why. All right, my week one bowl prediction is Clayton Tune 
will be the starter for the Arizona Cardinals this week, and they will beat the Commanders. Really? I think they didn't they name Joshua Dobbs as a starter. Either no, we're still on this now, Justin. You believe no matter who's starting a quarterback, Justin Dobbs or it's going to be Clayton Tune. Why do you think your Cardinals, a seven-point underdog without Kyler Murray, a new head coach, will beat the Washington Commanders? Because it's the NFL, and anything can happen any given Sunday. And I think the Cardinals got a stacked defensive line. They're going to put pressure on Sam Howell. And they're going to find a way to get it done offensively with either Dobbs or Clayton Toon. Okay, I like his reasoning for his bold prediction. I'm not saying it's going to happen, Harry, but I, he he brought some knowledge to it. He brought some info to it. Oh, Lord. okay. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't believe so. My thing but I'm okay is, with is it. how was that offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals? going to fare up against that defensive line of the Washington Commanders. Well, remember, like he said, it's week one. The NFL, anything can happen. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Gotta, anything can happen. Like, like the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals being sacked six or seven times yeah. in that game. And then they might win that game like 14 to 13. <laughs> you never know, or 12 to 10. Isaac in Missouri, what is your week one NFL bro prediction? Uh, Cowboys are going to be pitching a shutout Sunday night. Oh, but Devin Kane is one of our producers, Isaac in Missouri, and he is a Giants fan. You just put, you just got put on his list. Why it's certainly they, bold. It's yeah, certainly bold. It's certainly bold. Although Devin doesn't agree, why do you think they're going to pitch a shutout on Monday night? I know the defense is good, Isaac, but how good is that, that defense, defense going to pitch? That defense is ready. Sunday night record against the Giants. Uh, forget what it is. Yeah. Uh, I know we're ahead in the win column, but. <laughs> I uh, just got feeling. Okay. Oh, by the way, Dak is beating the D- Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott quarterback. They beat the New York Giants ten straight times. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that that bold prediction because yeah. when you have a guy on the Giants uh, team now in Darren Waller, I think he's a game changer as well. Now the Giants will score points. I do believe the Dallas Cowboys will win this game. Okay. But they also may try to use the Cowboys' aggressiveness on defense against them. They better because if they don't, it's going to be a long night. Danny Dimes going to be Danny Run from the New York Giants in that defense, because that defense will be hunting, especially Micah Parsons and that group. I'll give you a bold prediction right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, not one. there's only one game in the NFL where the spread is seven points, and that's Washington's a seven-point favorite over the Arizona Cardinals. Everything else is five-and-a-half points or below, which means the Las Vegas, look, we're going to have close games on Sunday, starting night with the Lions and the Chiefs, and then on Monday with the Bills versus the Jets. I think the Cleveland Browns beat Cincinnati. Ooh. I think Deshaun Watson and that defense, they go in there. Joe Burrow hasn't played all preseason. A calf injury, has to have that practice time. We know he's still going to be good. Not just good, but good. G-O-O-T when it comes to Joe Burrow. I don't worry about that. But that Browns team playing at home, that defense, Nick Chubb running the ball, Deshaun Watson getting in touch with his inner Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. I think those the fighting Paul <laughs> Browns will go in there at home and beat the Bengals in the Battle of Ohio. Freddie, what, what, what Big Mama used to say? What you talking? Mm-hmm. What you talking? Don't make me learn you, boy. What you talking, <laughs> Freddie? We all need to be learned. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. We all need to be learned. But no, but but I would say this though: if if Deshaun Watson, I think a lot of things this season is pr- predicated off of the play of Deshaun Watson. Right? They're not going to stray away from their identity and Nick Chubb being their bell cow back mm-hmm. because of that offensive line. Right. Um, but I do believe if Deshaun Watson, and he doesn't have to be 100% of what he was in 2020, sure. the makeup of their team is not what the Houston Texans were in 2020. But if he can be 75 80% of that, they can shake up a lot of things. And it's crazy because you look at that division, yeah. a lot of things can be shaken up from by the Pittsburgh Steelers okay. and also by the Cleveland Browns 
if things look the way both of those organizations want them to. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't think four, the four teams in that division are going to make the playoffs. No way. I can see three. But I will say this. I can see all four teams in that, in that division winning at least nine games. Because I think Cleveland's defense is going to play well. I believe they're going to play well. Deshaun Watson, if he looks anywhere close to 75% of what we saw the last time we saw him on a football field, the Houston Texans, then you got route runners like Amari Cooper. We know he can still run routes. you got a play-action system they have in place with Cleveland. And Deshaun Watson's shown if you give him that kind of running game, you give any quarterback a running game, but you give him that kind of running game, he can do some things spinning that ball down the field. It would not surprise me. Three teams out of this division make the playoffs. I and think it's going to be the Ravens, see, Eagles, and the Steelers, but I think all four can win nine games. I want to see what Elijah Moore is going to do, right? Got Absolutely. traded from the New York Jets, now with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. I want to see Kevin Stefanski, the dynamic ways they're going to be able to use a guy mm-hmm. that has speed, quickness, does a lot of different things, can play running back, wide receiver in the slot, can be a punt returner, a kick returner if they need him to do that. Right. I want to see how they're going to utilize him to start the season. One more quick one, NFL Week 1 bowl prediction. Sean in New Jersey, what is your bowl prediction for Week 1 in the NFL? Prediction is the Patriots are going to beat the Eagles. Oh, key, share with the class. Keep going. Why do you think that? Um, the Eagles lost a lot on defense, and the, I don't know if, how how the, how the young guys are going to going to do because it's not they're they're not playing in Georgia no more. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty creative. Hey, they ain't in Georgia anymore. They're up in the big boy league. It, it all it all depends on Mac Jones and those wide receivers separating our press coverage. Because if they're not able to do that, we thought we talk about Daniel Jones running for his life against the Cowboys. The other Jones in the NFL, as a starting quarterback, Mac Jones, he's really going to be running from a team that last year had 72 sacks in the regular season in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, when I look at Darius Slay and also James Bradbury, those are two of the uh, one of the better tandems when it comes to cornerbacks in the National Football League. When I look at New England, you know they lack speed on the outside. They lack that dynamic playmaking. I do believe the Philadelphia Eagles are going to take care of their business, right. and it won't be an upset this weekend. No doubt about that. We'll see. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius X Channel 80, and also don't tell, don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We bring the man that owns us $70 when it comes to being late for show meetings. He's known as Shannon Penn, our producer, and we're going to get our money before the weekend is over from Shannon Penn being late to the meetings that we uh-huh. have at 12 noon Eastern time to get for the show. But we have a little flow underneath him because this is the flow home. We got flow music underneath him. We're going to have Shannon, Shannon Penn throw coaches at us, and we're going to let you know when it comes to the hot seat, if it's hot, warm, or cold. Mr. Fine, the floor is yours. Wow. All right, Harry, we're going to go first with you. I need you to tell me how hot is the seat for Ron Rivera in Washington. So far with the Commanders, one playoff appearance. He has a win percentage of, uh, what is that? He has 22 wins, 27 losses, and a tie in three seasons. How hot is the seat for Ron Rivera, Harry? Well, on Labor Day, I just fried some fish, so the seat is hotter than fish grease. And that means it's very, very hot. Before, before you could put that fish in that fryer, that grease got to be hot. Right, Freddie? Am I right or am I wrong? You think his, hot, his seat is that hot in Washington, Ron Rivera? Of course I do, because you got to remember now, there's new ownership in Washington. Okay. Uh, Ron Rivera went to the playoffs his first year, but it's not like you know they had a, a 10-win season or 11-win season in doing so. Things have not looked up to par. Also, you look at last year and him mismanaging and not understanding – you know, where they were in the playoff standings and not understanding what he had in Sam Howell, you know, those are his words. And if things don't look right this season, I can see a new coach in Washington. I'll say it's warm like a cup of coffee on the table after you first get it out of the pot. I'm not going to say it's hot with him because I think with new management, they're going to give him that year because let's, let's be honest, in essence, this organization is starting over. 
you got rid of the toxicity that was that environment with Dan Snyder owning that football team. Pretty much ever since you owned the Washington Commanders, what used to be the Washington Redskins. I think having a brand new start for that organization is not just for the ownership, but for this year and Ron Rivera. I'll say it's warm, but if they go 6-11, and 7-10, then, yeah, you put the cup of coffee back in the microwave to heat that up because that's how hot that seat's going to be. All right, Freddie, how hot is the seat for Bill Belichick in New England? He has, what, 21 seasons as the head coach in New England? Too many playoff appearances to count. How hot is the seat? I'm going to say it's bordering on hot, and here's why. His owner told everybody who was somebody in the offseason, he's not standing for much more of no playoff runs in New England, no playoff appearances in New England, especially with Harry. That's all he knew. When Tom Brady was there, Everything was fine. Everybody hated the Patriots. They were winning games. They didn't care about your feelings. But now he realizes what the AFC East had gone through all those years that his team was tearing apart that division. Even though Bill Belichick is that GOAT, that greatest of all time, or definitely a Mount Rushmore coach at worst in the National Football League, let him go 7-10, and 10, and there's still disharmony, or even 8-9 and nine and a loaded AFC don't make the playoffs. Yeah, that seat's going to move from warm to a little bit hot for Bill Belichick, but it's a little warm, close to hot in 2023. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't think he's on the hot seat. When you look at a guy in Don Shula who has 328 wins, you look at George Hallis, who's at 318, Bill Belichick at 298. If anything, I think Bill Belichick steps down before the New England Patriots let him go or fire him. I also believe that if it doesn't look up to par this season, then next year, you know, the seat might be a little warm, but I still believe that they will uh, allow Bill to step down before he's let go. All right, the next coach, Harry, Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Two seasons, one playoff appearance. How hot is the seat for Staley I'm gonna go uh, hot. LA? I'm going to go hot. When you look at a coach who has been some of the reasons why this team hasn't been able to get wins, you look at the 27 to nothing being up in a game last year mm-hmm. versus Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, and then you lose that football game. You got the uh, quarterback in Justin Herbert, who is the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League right now. You spent a lot of money ownership and, and general manager-wise on the defensive side of the ball. If they aren't able to make the playoffs and have a better showing than what they did last season, I think Brandon Staley could you know, be out of there. I'm going to say it's a cool seat, and here's why. Because Tom Telesco, the general manager, believes in him. Mm-hmm. Tom Telesco made this hire, and believe me, if he could adopt Brandon Staley, like Jerry Jones wanted to adopt Tony Romo in Dallas, he would. No matter what kind of missteps that Brandon Staley has had, Tom Telesco, and by the way, I've known Tom for more than a minute, he said, he'll be fine, 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 he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Tom Telesco wants this to work. He knows he's got the talent. They can stay healthy. He believes in Brandon Staley as a head coach. He didn't even hold 27-0 against him versus Jacksonville. He put everybody in that box when it clearly was the coach that should take 85% of that blame and 15% of the players. I think that seat is cool because Tom Telesco, he not only likes him, he likes him, likes him when it comes to Brandon Staley. He loves him. He loves himself <laughs> some Brandon Staley. He loves himself some Brandon Steele. All right, Freddie, next coach on the list, Robert Sala with your New York Jets. Two seasons. Wow. Still waiting on that playoff appearance? Easy now. Maybe this year? Uh-oh. Watch it now. How hot is that seat? Hot, oh, no. warm, cold? What are we looking at, Freddie? No, it's definitely hot, and you know why? Because you got Aaron Rodgers there. And here's why. 
The Jets told us last year, at the end of the season, we're a quarterback away. Well, now you got him. You got Aaron Rodgers. So nobody wants to hear any kind of excuses. You essentially went 7-2 and with the quarterback that threw the ball as well forwards as backwards, which meant he didn't throw the ball well at all when it comes to Zach Wilson. So with that defense, you got Garrett Wilson, the running backs, you got Brees Hall, you got Dalvin Cook. They're going to be ready for that full tilt boogie on Monday night, week one, versus Buffalo. Robisaw can use all the profanity he wants to keep guys motivated, but now you got your quarterback. You're no longer quarterback away. That's a definite hot seat in New York with Robert Sala. Yeah, I'm going hot, too. When you have a top-five defense and you look at the defensive line and the waves that those guys can come in, you look at Sauce Gardner, you look at C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, the brother of Quentin Williams, they are phenomenal on that side of the ball. You said that you were a quarterback away. You were able to beat the Buffalo Bills one time last year with Zach Wilson. Had an opportunity in game two with Mike White. But now you have an Aaron Rodgers. And if you're Joe Douglas, who's the general manager, and Woody Johnson, who's the owner, mm-hmm. you're saying that this is the year and we went out and get that to get that guy to compete. Not only make the playoffs for the first time since 2010, but, contend, but to contend and compete for a Super Bowl. So if things don't look good this year for Robert Sala, right. bye-bye. <laughs> Not bye-bye. 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 All right, Harry, the next coach on the list, looking at coaches' hot seats, Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Three seasons, two playoff appearances. How hot is McCarthy's seat in Dallas? I'm going to go warm. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to oh. go warm, and this okay. is the reason why. The last two years, this team has been able to win 12 football games. Okay. And we do know that Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy allows Jerry Jones to be Jerry Jones. Right. That's another reason why, you know, you don't have one of these alpha male, strong-minded guys coming in and being the head coaches because Jerry's going to do what Jerry's going to do. I also look at it at Mike McCarthy saying, if I am going to go down, I'm not going to go down with Kelly Moore. I'm going to go down on my own terms with me calling the plays mm-hmm. so I can say I did everything in my power to try to keep my job. Okay. But I, I do believe that this team, if they can reach a NFC championship game and it's not Mike McCarthy's fault or they can reach a Super Bowl, he will be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. You remember how hot Janet Jack looked in the video, I Get So Lonely? Yes, yes Lord. That's how hot the seat is for Mike McCarthy. It is that kind of scorching hot. And here's another reason why. Not just because you're right, Harry. If he's going down, he's going down his way. There's a guy called Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. The Cowboys paid a lot of money to make sure he didn't go get another coaching job when other teams wanted him to take over their teams as a head coach. Mike McCarthy clearly knows if it doesn't work out this year, the Cowboys already got a coach in waiting that guys will rally around maybe just a little bit more. Than Mike McCarthy. You know what, Freddie? I didn't change my mind. He on a hot seat. It's hot. He's gonna get. I so changed my mind <laughs> when he's fired by Jerry. And Shannon, why you like you disappointed? Because I changed. Twenty-three. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're not on the fence. No, he's not on the one. fence. Right. No, no. Make sure. Okay. He, no. he hopped over the fence right. and changed his mind. He didn't get to the okay. fence to stay there. All right, just making sure. For All someone right. who owes us seventy bucks, you should really kind of watch your balances. tone there. Checks and balances. Just making yeah. sure. Make All sure right. you get our check and balance out our bank account by the seventy thousand. I don't want, no check. I don't want no check either, even though I know you know how to write it. Yes, he does. With that big font on that check. <laughs> Wrote that check today. <laughs> By the way, Joyce hit us on the X at Coleman ESPN and at HDUGS83. She's one of our favorites. She says, those lateness fine Shannon Penn better get paid. Harry ain't no joke. He seems like the type that will add fees 
penalties it. and interest and then talk trash like he does to his family. You better believe it. <laughs> oh, you can ask me all you want. When can we expect the payment? You can expect it all you want. Well done, D.L. Well done, D.L. Oh, Hughley. it might have to get physical. <laughs> <laughs> now we remember D.L. Hughley, the water boy. Things are going to get awfully, awfully physical on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You're going to hear how Game 2 for Deion Sanders, when Colorado takes on Nebraska, has started a civil war in a house with an FOS friend of the show. That veteran, soon-to-be veteran, joins us next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, you can no longer call Colorado football the refugees of Division One football, at least not after last week. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The Poor Schick household, led by Matt Schick, who does a great job as a host of college game day on ESPN Radio. He's an alum of Colorado, but his wife is a Nebraska alum. I don't know how much Civil War has gone on since last Saturday when Colorado won and two days before Nebraska lost to Minnesota. But I'm sure it's very interesting to Chick household. Matt joins us here on Freddie and Harry. So what has it been like where you got a civil war potentially between you and your missus on opposite sides, Matt? You know, this is going to be an evergreen statement, guys. Uh, she's not very happy with me. Um, it's just <laughs> already it is a tough it's a tough week. You know, we're walking on eggshells more than usual. And uh, she 
you know, after Saturday, uh, as soon as that game went final, because Minnesota and Nebraska played Thursday night, and so she had 48, less than 48 hours to stew on that. And then what's worse than that is seeing your, your longtime rival that you're going to play in week two get an emotional, huge benchmark win in week one, and then seeing me parade around the house with a Colorado hat <laughs> fresh from the Colorado bookstore where we spent 300 of our hard-earned dollars back in July when we visited there. She got a great tour of the stadium. She was loving every moment. We got to meet Rick George. Uh, she just she was soaking it all up. Uh, we didn't allow red in the stadium then, and we're probably not going to allow it on Saturday. So it's it's an odd week. <laughs> so so here's what I have to ask you: If Colorado wins this weekend, uh-huh. are you going to be prancing around the house like a reindeer? Then <laughs> that's a terrible visual. Uh, <laughs> but, but but now it's in my head, Matt, and it's yeah. not leaving. It's not leaving. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> because we already know that if you do, you might be yeah. sleeping on the couch, and I don't think you want to, you know, be sleeping on the couch, Matt. Well, I'll tell you, just to cover all of the bases here, I've already uh, booked a room at the Hilton Garden. (laughs) So just going to make sure that everything pans out the right way. (laughs) Because, look, um, it's kind of like the heads I win, tails you lose thing. Happy wife, happy life. That's really what's happening here, where if if Nebraska wins, she's happy. Right. If Colorado wins – um, life's not very healthy around here. So she's, uh, she said this to me the other day, and this was really um, telling. She, and she said, she said, this is just bad. He go, she said, at least last year we both sucked. Like, oh, okay. man. I was like, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate your, uh, your, your very uh, blue language there. Uh, we do have four young kids around the house. But it's true. It's like misery loves company, right? But right. now you see another team, your rival, kind of taking off like a rocket ship. And things could change this Saturday for sure. But she's um, she's very concerned about how this will go and uh, there are some kids activities during the day she might be at a child sporting event while i'm hosting game day just to keep our distance she might come home if, if the game turns out her in her way and if not then matt chick will not have a home as an espn radio host and colorado <laughs> alum he's the host of college game there in espn radio joining us on freddie and harry on espn radio hit him on the x at espn underscore chick realistically Throw a week one out of the window. Take off your pro Colorado hat. Mm-hmm. 86 new players. Only three players from last year. I know the number 22 in the country. But realistically, how good do you think this team can actually be this year, no matter what happens on Saturday? If we were doing top 25 as not a what did you just see, but as a projection, I would not have them in the top 25. Uh, I the, the big question coming out of this, how sustainable is this? Whether you're talking about Travis Hunter and the 140-some-odd snaps he played on offense, defense, and special teams, or you're just talking about how well the team played offensively. Week ones do not a season make. You've got all offseason to play week one. You haven't had you know three or four straight weeks of games, so Travis Hunter can play 140-plus snaps. How sustainable is this? I The biggest answer, the most common answer is I don't know. But I do know that they've got good frontline talent. If they if they have an injury or something, this this whole thing could could crumble this season. There's just not a ton of depth. The TCU game to me played right into the hands of Colorado, which is, hey, you want to go for a race? You want to go for a sprint or a marathon? TCU said, let's race. <laughs> Dion and company said, great, because mm-hmm. we are not conditioned for that marathon. Let's do the hundred yard dash, and they did that up and down the field. You get into a slugfest, you get into something where you're on the field for extended periods of time, especially defensively. 
how does that look? So this is, to me, this Nebraska game for Colorado becomes infinitely more important than the win over TCU because now you're expected to win and you're, you're taking on a team with a completely different style and it's against a rival at home. So uh, I know the point spread flipped, but it was Nebraska minus seven for a reason a week ago. And while I think a lot has changed, not as much as Vegas uh, and those putting the money on Colorado has changed, in my judgment. So this weekend we are doing college game day from Alabama, number 11, Texas. They come to number three, Alabama. They come into town, right? We've seen this matchup last year. Bryce Young had to come save the day, had to be Superman, jump into that booth and actually lead Alabama to a victory. The second year that these two teams are playing, what are you looking forward to? By the way, everyone, make sure you count, uh, catch Countdown to College Game Day, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. on YouTube, the ESPN app, Twitter, X, all that good stuff. So selfish promoting it. <laughs> you brand a man, you. How dare you promote your own material? Um, look, I uh, Quinn Ewers, and I was listening to uh, Bill Connolly, who was talking about this on the Game Day podcast this week, had a great nugget. I won't get the numbers uh, 100% right, but it was essentially telling you he – Completed some good deep balls against Alabama and Oklahoma and wasn't able to do it against anybody else. Like he's wow. the, hit, hitting that deep ball is something that he has not done consistently when healthy last year. Can he do that this year? This is, I don't, I wouldn't put this in the, you know, the Florida State category of if not now, when mm-hmm. for Texas, but, but I think we're getting close to that and doing it on the road. I mean, as much as, as much as this is a big game for uh, for for Texas, this is a huge weekend for the SEC. I mean, you, you're coming on the heels of LSU uh, losing their game. You got a couple of other SEC teams that, you know, Florida against Utah last week, and now you've got some inter some interconference non conference matchups with Texas A and M and Miami. You've got. Um, was it Arizona and Mississippi State? You've got Alabama and Texas. Like, is it Georgia and everybody else, or is Alabama here to play? And, and what a great measuring stick it'll be. But I'm just excited to see the quarterbacks. I'm excited to see if Jalen Milrow, just like we're having the conversation about Colorado, right. was it the opponent, or is, are they that good? And how good is the opponent? Like, for Jalen Milrow, the guy looks like a stud. The guy looks like he he is just fast and can run. And the way that Tommy Reese drew up plays last week was fantastic. How will they scheme against a much better Texas team uh, this week? That That's kind of what I'm looking at and what does Quinn Ewers look like. Because, frankly, if he's healthy all the way through that game last year, you'd find it'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't think Texas wins that game yeah, last year. Yeah, number 11, Texas takes on number 3, Alabama, that game on ESPN Radio and ESPN at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Harry and the crew will get you ready for that part of College Game Day at 8.30 on social media. And Matt Schick will do the same thing, part of College Game Day on ESPN Radio, although I'm sure he's more worried about Colorado and Nebraska in his home life than Alabama Tech's what they're going to do that night. He joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Always appreciate you, Madman, and hang in there if you have to sleep outside if things go well for Colorado on Saturday, okay? Appreciate it. we got sleeping bags and deposits down at Hilton's. We're all good to go, guys. Thank you. He's going to have like a camping trip outside of his house because he can't stay in there. Hit him on social media at ESPN underscore Schick. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry. So USC quarterback Caleb Williams may not be in the NFL in 2024 because his daddy said so. That's next on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'm a parent. Harry's a parent. Shannon Penn, he's a parent, one of our producers. Mark and Devin, they're biding their time when it comes to the parental whole thing. Can't say I blame them. But sometimes you can be too much a helicopter parent. And that brings us to the dad of Caleb Williams, USC quarterback. His dad, Carl, said in a recent interview for GQ, I'm going to read this word for word about it's not a lock that his son will declare for the NFL draft next year, even though he will clearly be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Carl Williams, Harry Douglas said, the funny thing, the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league. Because of their desire for parity, they get the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse. Bacon Mayfield struggled mightily because of where he was drafted. The organizations matter. He's got two shots at the apple. So if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school, end quote. Well, there's multiple sides to this story because I can also look at, you know, when you look at 2021 where Trevor Lawrence was drafted number one overall, and it was a disaster his first year, but you ended up, that organization ended up getting the head coach that won a Super Bowl and was great for his quarterback, and they make the playoffs last year, right? So things could drastically change as well, but they're picking you high in that draft to change the organization. I can also look at 2020. The Cincinnati Bengals weren't in a a great spot, but Joe Burrow didn't, you know, say, I'm not going to enter the draft where he had to. But still, you didn't hear any rumblings about, hey, I don't want to go here, I don't want to go there, and how quickly – in year two, that team were were able they were able to play in a Super Bowl and then last year go to an AFC championship game. You also look at 2018 with Jared Goff when him being the number one overall pick and him being able to play in a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. And did he get traded? Yes. And now he's with the Detroit Lions and he's doing great things. You're dynamic and you're being picked number one overall for a reason. And there's not a guarantee that the situation is just going to change if you pause and wait another year to come out in the NFL draft. You're being drafted high for a reason. And, yes, the teams mm-hmm. that aren't normally good are going to be up in that, that high spot trying to draft a quarterback, a game changer. Right. If I'm an NFL general manager, Harry, and I heard that from Carl Williams, I'm thinking, I hope that is not somebody I have to deal with if we have a chance to draft his son. Because if he's speaking out about this, and it's his right to do that, he's looking out for Caleb's best interest. Yeah. I understand that. He does not want Caleb to go to a situation where the organization may not have the ability or the mental acuity to find the right players to build around the son, and then all of a sudden your son is getting his head beaten around in the National Football League. But I know if I'm a general manager and I heard that in GQ, I'm thinking, I hope that's not going to be a problem. I don't want this to be an AAU situation with my team in the National Football League. Because he feels the need to speak out about this now. You wonder how much that he could be influencing his son. Not saying you don't want that, but you don't want so much of that regarding a guy that you want to be the franchise quarterback for your team. Yeah, and we talk about Caleb Williams in such a great light. He's a guy that won the Heisman Trophy last year. Um, has a great chance to win it back-to-back years for the first time since Archie Griffin, right? Right. So he's so dynamic why can't it be, okay, he did what Joe Burrow did? 
drastically changed this franchise and now they're a contender every year. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Why not look at it in that that sense of light? And where they're talking about you being that generational well, I mean that generational talent that 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 brings sunshine to a dark clouded organization. Mm-hmm. Hey Carl Williams, word of advice. I don't like to tell grown folks what to do. You are not going to win taking on the NFL and their structure. <laughs> Dude you can let that balloon go with Carl Williams because the NFL is not going to let you dictate for your son the way you believe it should happen, especially when it comes to a big event called the NFL Draft. Now, Patrick Holmes is not the number one pick in the draft, but he's the number one dude in the National Football League. Does he really have anything left to prove? He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.